The following is a Bell to Bell B2B audio production. Bell to Bell is one of 50 plus trusted brands within the investor brand network, IBN. As a multifaceted financial news and publishing company, IBN uses its network of more than 5,000 key distribution outlets, as well as other corporate communication tools, to introduce public and private companies to a wide audience of investors, consumers, journalists, and the general public. Our reputation for highly efficient communication strategies is based on the experience and relationships our team has in the space. It is Investor Brand Network's unwavering commitment to connect the investment community with companies that have great potential and a strong dedication to building shareholder value. The following interview may feature a client partner of Investor Brand Network. IBN may have been compensated for the production of this interview. Please be sure to read our entire disclaimer for full disclosure. Thank you. Hello, Jonathan. How are you today? Hi, Stuart. Doing super well. This is amazing. This is our very first VR interview here at IBM. Yes, we're pretty excited about it. This is one of our uh, boardrooms. I'll give you a bit of a tour if that's all right with you, Jonathan. Absolutely. I'll follow you. And just so the listeners know, uh, we do have a video version so you can see all of this. Uh, It's a beautiful office. Uh, I'm with Stuart Gray of Utopia VR. So, Stuart, I'll follow right behind you, and we'll take a look at this boardroom. Awesome. So, if you just follow me through here, I know you've been on our platform a couple times. You know how to navigate. You're able to sit down in these seats, too, by the way, and play video and upload um, PDFs and screen share and everything else on those screens. This is where I have a lot of my meetings. Yeah, yeah very so easy. we'll just walk down to a little conference area we have set up on the other side of the office here. And before we do that, I'll, I'll show you the view. Now, one, one cool thing, uh, Jonathan, is it never rains in Utopia. It never <laughs> rains. It's always, the sun's always shining. Well, what I love about all your different environments is that you really care about the details. And, and even like as I'm looking out, you know, through the horizon, I'm thinking about the yacht that you built for us and you know, seeing the whale behind um, and seeing, you know, the trail that the ship is leaving in the water. It's always spectacular. I appreciate that. We've actually built uh, 135 different environments. Very cool. Sorry, that's that's live TV, folks. My, my I'm busy at work and my office line's ringing in the background. <laughs> um, but we'll we'll move over to the video screen now, Jonathan, that we have our video screens uh, already set up. Yeah, and just uh, for the listeners, uh, we were able to share our cameras, pin it up on the wall in the two screened areas. Uh, very easy to do. And of course, you can share PowerPoints, YouTube videos, and anything else. In fact, uh, we also have a very big auditorium where you could have I don't know, it looks like about 80 different chairs. I'm sure we could add more very easily. Um, so it's very interactive, very neat. Yeah, we could have up to a couple hundred, 250 viewers in a venue like that and, and 25 VIPs, moderators. But uh, yeah, we've set you up pretty good there. So yeah, we'll, we'll uh, get ready for the interview now, Jonathan, if you're ready to go. Absolutely. So. As one of the co-founders, I'm curious, what brought you to the VR space? 
So I've been involved with immersive technology like this, if you can believe it, for nine years. I'm definitely a pioneer and my partners are pioneers. We were formally involved in a, a disruptive company selling hemp products. And we use this type of technology as an internal way to communicate. Um, it, we were initially looking at rolling it out to the masses, but unfortunately it was software. It was just the right, the wrong type of technology. Our technology that we've developed here works on all devices, PCs, mobile phones, and VR headsets. So what you're looking at here is very disruptive technology. I know you've come in on your computer today, but quite honestly, I've also seen you come in on VR and a lot of our users come in on mobile phones. But so as we started looking at the different technologies that we we're working with, we realized that software was not the solution. And really what we were embarking on two and a half years ago was the start of the metaverse. We actually were doing it even before Meta was. Uh, another company that I took public and I was pretty involved with as a consultant is in the real estate world, and they have 85,000 real estate agents on their platform. Again, it's software-based. They're actually the fastest-growing real estate brokerage in history, a multi-billion-dollar NASDAQ-listed company. Um, so we have lots of experience working with this technology. We just wanted to really expand upon uh, the knowledge that we had and build metaverse technology for the future. Amazing. So how have things evolved for the company since Utopia VR first started? Well, the main thing is our market focus. When we first started, like everybody currently is doing now, we were exploring the metaverse. We were looking at all sorts of different social ways to use the technology, which were fun. And we created lots of neat products. Um, and we were also looking at business applications. But now we're really laser focused on the metaverse as a business solution, MAS, metaverse as a business solution. We sort of coined that phrase. Um, and so as we've now really laser focused, we've built our product in such a way that we can target the very large size business market and create real solutions for them that are relevant to their industry. What are some other things that you're working on here recently? Um, so what I can tell you is right now we're exploring ways to integrate AI, artificial intelligence, into our platform. Obviously, AI is probably the biggest technology trend there is right now, um, chat uh, GPT and things like that. So we're looking at ways to integrate that type of AI. And wouldn't it be cool to have avatars? That could, you could actually ask questions as digital assistants, sales reps, um, what have you. So we're really exploring different AI technologies that we can integrate into our platform. The next thing is, again, goes back to market focus. Because we're focused on uh, business as a service solutions, we are going to be partaking in various conferences this year. And one of the conferences that we're at actually next month our vp of sales and marketing is there we're presenting at a very large size future expo conference 
And that's part of our overall B2B market strategy is to get more out there and engage in doing conferences and things like that. Interviews like this as well. Yeah, and just kind of shifting over to virtual meetings, I'm guessing uh, your platform is mainly used for those. How does the metaverse change those meetings? So the metaverse is just very simply far more collaborative and immersive. Um, not to slam the competition, but it, it just is. So, so I've been fortunate to be using this technology for about nine years now, as I alluded to. Um, I hate being on Zoom. I know you initially wanted to do a Zoom meeting with me, Jonathan. I actually despise being on Zoom. I just don't enjoy it. I don't find it's as productive. Hmm. Overall, uh, I just prefer to be in these immersive 3D environments. And so that's probably the biggest thing for me is that these types of environments, specifically Utopia VR, has just changed the game in terms of being able to conduct business remotely or with remote teams. Yeah, and that kind of reminds me when I did join this metaverse with the Oculus, uh, now called the Meta uh, VR headset from Facebook, it was pretty interesting. Uh, you could also bring in a red marker and do some other things you know with your hands uh, in this environment right now we don't have any hands but if we had you know, our vr headsets on you know all the hands are tracked with um you know each controller but um let's talk about the learning curve for a new user and, and there's many different ways to obviously get into this metaverse whether it's with a phone a computer vr headset but um what's it like for someone doing it for the first time regardless of what device they're using so this is from two and a half years of, you know, use plus years of using this technology, like we use it every day. So I'll look at it from the eyes of a new person that actually comes into an environment like this. The average person, it takes them about two minutes to learn the basics of navigation, you know, WASD and or use their arrow keys kind of thing uh, or on their mobile phones, pinching their fingers. The average person just intuitively gets that. The younger generation, it's seconds, right? Uh, any of the younger generation, I would say 40 or less, that have played any sort of games, they just intuitively come in here and they start running around, fire up their camera, they're uploading objects, and it's it's something else. But yeah, the older generation, it takes a couple minutes. I would say comparable to learning Zoom for the first time. Yeah, and obviously it's going to cause someone older to you know pause just a little bit when they see a utopia vr link or something you know basically other than zoom um you know they might not want to look silly you know who knows but uh what would you tell them is much better or more effective in this environment versus you know zoom or say microsoft teams so obviously i'm the biggest advocate of our own technology right but here's what i say you know, uh, Pepsi had the Coke versus Pepsi challenge. Take the Utopia versus uh, mm -hmm. Zoom challenge or take the Utopia versus whatever technology you're, you're currently using challenge. Um, so I would say that's a starting point. Just try it. Um, industry data supports the fact that Zoom causes brain fatigue, uh, known as Zoom fatigue. And Zoom fatigue has become a common way to describe kind of that feeling you get after being in a conference call too long. Yeah. And by the way, uh, I'm on video today. This is rare. 
day to day, I would say month to month, maybe I go on video once or twice. You know, it's nice when you meet somebody new for the first time so they can see your face kind of thing, see where your office is. Sure. But other than that, we are an avatar driven platform. So we use audio and, and other things to really uh, showcase the meeting, so to speak. But uh, yeah, I personally, and again, the data supports it. Um, I know there's lots of studies, Stanford University's done studies that long times on conferencing services, it has lots of negative impacts on people. Gotcha. And what are some things that you could do in this metaverse that wouldn't be possible in you know, real life, you know, rather than focusing on Zoom, uh, what could you do here versus yeah. meeting in person if you were both in the same city? So, I mean, just off the top of my head as I'm thinking right now, let's be honest, people are hurting right now. Um, like the economy is in the toilet, inflation's at all time highs. And I think at the end of the day, it's, be, it's nice to be able to experience going on a yacht or going to a, a nice destination, um, you know, maybe a beach. Well, the nice thing with the metaverse is we can replicate those types of environments. And, you know, like, for example, uh, one of the lawyers that I work with, well, he would rather meet in a fun environment. He'd rather meet me on my virtual yacht or on the beach. He goes, still, I'm in an office all day long. Let's meet somewhere fun. So just because we're conducting business doesn't mean you necessarily need to recreate all those environments. We've done that. And we've done that well. And we have the best design team in the world, for sure, as you can see from this environment. But sometimes business is better in a more casual setting, maybe at a coffee shop. So one thing we can do is you can Zoom hop fast. So you don't have to have an expensive budget to use our service. You don't have to have, to have a ton of money to travel around the world. And you can Vroom hop fast. You could be on a virtual yacht and then seconds later be on you know, the beach. Seconds later, if you want to conduct your meeting on the moon, hmm. you know, God love you. You can do whatever you want. And so that's one thing that puts the power into the individual. And it's very cost effective, obviously, in doing so. Yeah, in one of your environments, it was quite large. Um, it was almost like you were on an entire island. Maybe you were. It was a little bit, you know, a few weeks ago when we were on that uh, platform. But, you know, you could zip around to the large conference room or go in, in the more party area. And you had a few other spaces, too. So I'm thinking, you know, if you had, say, 50 or 100 people, you know, you could very easily all find you know, a nice, quiet place to uh, to talk or have other things happen. Um, yeah, I have to ask you're question. absolutely right. OK, was there anything you were going to add there? I was going to shift into the next question, but I don't want to miss anything. Oh, yeah, no, no, go ahead. I was just going to reiterate what you already said. Okay. You can really be as creative as you want. Look at these environments as virtual Lego blocks. If you want to have an island connected to your conference hall, or connect it to your boardroom, or connect it to your virtual jet, we can do that and accommodate it. So I have to ask if uh, you're planning on integrating crypto in the future, uh, perhaps people could make payments without having to get out of the metaverse. And my thought goes to wearing a headset and then doing the deal and then having to take the headset off and um, maybe get back to a mouse and keyboard. What are your thoughts? Yeah, no, so you're, your thoughts there, Jonathan, are extremely valid. Obviously, we're a tech company. We've looked at all different types of technology. 
And crypto, you know, if you ask our tech team, we're very mixed on crypto. Some of the recent things that have happened with crypto doesn't mean it's not valid. It doesn't mean that a lot of the staff and, and people that I know uh, don't buy crypto, but we're not um, pursuing it at the current time. That might change in the future. Okay. And how are you planning to compete with someone like Facebook that already has a billion plus users? I'm so glad you asked that question. Firstly, the younger generation doesn't find Facebook cool anymore. They just don't. I'll tell you the honest God truth. My kids and nephews refer to it as grandpa's social media platform. So it's, you know, that really like 50 and older generation, right? It's not really the young generation. And let's be honest, Facebook had a really tough year last year. They lost somewhere between 600 to 700 billion dollars in market cap volume. Um, they also, market cap value, they also, by the way, had one of their first quarters where they ever declined in their user base. Um, so, but we've got to be really specific when we talk about what they're working on, right? So Horizon Worlds, which is owned by the parent company Meta, only has a couple hundred thousand users and that's not how active they are. That's, that's total users right now. I think it's about 300,000, maybe 400,000 now. But when you actually look at that, they have a billion users, like you said on Facebook, that's nothing. They're so, so under, they overestimated by a mile what they thought they would achieve. Part of the reason for that, part of the reason, I think a big part of the reason is you have to have a VR headset. And let's be honest, hmm. I have a VR headset right now that I use every few months. I don't use it all that often. And um, because of that, uh, VR headsets haven't had adoption. Why don't I use it? Why are people not using it? Some of the biggest reasons that people aren't using VR headsets regularly is they're clunky. It takes too long to, long to come in. Also, you, you get that you get that almost like you're, you're dizzy feeling after 15 or 20 minutes. Until, in my opinion, until headsets are the size of sunglasses, and cost, you know, four or $500 relative to that, you know, with inflation in the next two, three, four years. Bottom line is the cost has to be in a price range where the average consumer can afford it. And VR headsets have to be smaller. And I think you also have to, over time with technology, do something about how you get dizzy after 20 or 30 minutes. Uh, so that's part of the reason why Facebook has not scaled as fast as they thought. The next big difference between uh, Meta and our company is they're focused on a broad market building these large virtual worlds. And a lot of companies went all in on these virtual worlds like Facebook, mm -hmm. spending billions and billions of dollars, hoping that people will come. Well, nobody came and nobody's coming right now. Now, I'm not saying I, and I respect their contribution to what they've done. I really appreciate all the ads they're spending, which are actually helping us. But I'm not saying that in the future, a few of these virtual worlds won't take off. But it's been tried in the past, and it hasn't worked to date. So maybe that true sense of the metaverse, that place where you live in it, so to speak, will become a reality one day. I don't really share that reality. To me, that's a dystopian view where you would spend 24-7 in the metaverse 
shop, eat, everything else, do business. To me right now, at least with, with uh, you know, our 3D type of environments, mobile friendly, working on PCs and iPads and whatnot, the metaverse is a place where you go in for an hour, maybe two or three hours, do some business, take a break, spend some time with your family and friends. Uh, but yeah, this whole idea of this, this encompassing metaverse where people spend 24-7, um, maybe it'll happen, but that's not really what our market focuses. Our focus is on solutions direct to the business client. Wow. Yeah, you definitely made a lot of good points there. Um, you don't have many of those same challenges. Um, what are some of the most exciting ways your platform is being used? So, you know, it's business, right? But business can be fun and exciting, as, I, as I've discussed. And so for me, the excitement's in the types of uh, nice 3D environments we have, the collaboration that you can share with individuals. Um, part of the excitement for me is not have to commute through a traffic jam or, you know, have to take as many flights to go to a, a business meeting because I can do the same thing and actually more efficient in a virtual environment. So from my standpoint, it comes down to real solutions to the client. And so maybe it's not as exciting as, you know, a metaverse game or something. But yeah, our excitement, I believe, over time will be in the uh, earnings per share that we deliver to our shareholders. Gotcha. And talking about earnings, how does your uh, pricing model work? So right now we're, we're still uh, modifying our, our pricing model to fit our new all-in business focus. We will have information on that in our website by February the 14th. The basics of it is it's $25 per month per user. That's in U.S. funds. And then depending on how many users an organization needs, obviously that can scale up. And there's all sorts of different add-ons that can happen as well. Awesome. And where do you see the metaverse going in the next five years? So I'm trying to be as conservative as possible because that's me. Um, I'm just going to go off of, of data right now. But before I get into the numbers, I've, I've pulled up an article. So I just want to make sure I get it right. So I have it in front of me here. Uh, right now, companies in the U.S. are finding working in an office is a struggle. And um, the report from McKinsey and Company they did a survey, 58% or equivalent to 92 million people want to work hybrid or remote. That's a crazy stat. So more than half, almost 60%. And that's a growing trend, by the way. So plain and simple, companies will have to, they have to adapt or they eventually lose their employees that want a better work-life balance. So we know that's the trend. That's already happening. So based on that and based on our all-in focus on business and comparing to other things that are out there being offered, the total addressable market, what they refer to as TAM, uh, is $810 billion with a B, and that's just between 2022 and 2024. Mm -hmm. Now, in five years, like you asked, the estimate is in the trillions, which makes sense because we're talking about uh, data that supports 810 million over the next two years. So several trillion over the next five years is probably going to be about dead on. And that's just on our specific market. 
That's really an incredible number. And uh, I can't help but think about our earlier interview with Mario Knopfel, which was also about the metaverse, a little bit more of a crypto angle to it. But one of the things that we talked about is how many users there are on Facebook versus any given country. So the idea of a GDP of a metaverse being you know, in the top 10 of the biggest countries in the world isn't really that hard to believe. Uh, when you start looking at users versus population. But um, finally, before we sign off here, obviously it'd be great if our audience could come and check things out. Do you have any upcoming events or ways that they can um, just walk around a little bit? Yeah. So the best way to interact with Utopia is to register for an account. So go to utopiavr.com. Because we're business focused and not a social platform, we don't sort of have organized scheduled events at least at the present time. So I highly recommend people go to utopiavr.com. They set up an account. Also too, I assume that a lot of your listeners are very business focused. If they wanna get a demo, you can again, go to our website and then organize a demo with our VP of sales. And that's what I would highly suggest. Sounds good. Well, it's definitely been fascinating being able to do this interview in the metaverse with you. I sure hope the listeners take a chance to uh, you know, watch the video on YouTube or on Roku. We're also on Apple TV and some other, other places so you can enjoy it from the comfort of your living room if uh, you'd rather not uh, see it on a computer screen or tablet. But uh, Stuart, thank you so much for joining us here at IBM. Have a great day. Thank you very much. I appreciate it, Jonathan. Take care. This audio production is an original broadcast provided by Bell to Bell, B2B, and all rights are reserved. B2B is your primary destination for informative updates and exclusive interviews with executives operating in fast-moving industries. We make market hours more informative with deep dives into the stocks on our watch list and in-depth examination of the trends guiding North American markets forward. Bell to Bell is another trusted brand under the investor brand network, IBN. IBN may receive payments for corporate communication relations, as well as various press releases and social media solutions provided to its client partners. You should assume that officers and directors of IBN or financial analysts mentioned hold a position in and may intend to trade the securities for their own accounts. This interview is not an offer or recommendation to buy or sell securities. Information in this broadcast is presented solely for informative purposes and is not intended to be or should it be construed as investment advice. As in all investments, investment in the featured company carries an investment risk. Listeners should review the company thoroughly with a registered investment advisor or registered stockbroker. This audio interview by IBN is not purported to be a complete study of the featured company or other companies mentioned. Information used in statements of fact have been obtained from featured company and other sources but not verified nor guaranteed by IBN as to completeness and accuracy. Such information is subject to change without notice. Please see our full disclaimers and disclosures at investorbrandnetwork.com.